Hey, what's Tech, up, bro? How you doing, man? All right, chilling, chilling. What's good? Hey, man, just uh, working outside, trying to get some sun. What are you doing? Oh, I'm loving. That's trying cool. to get my phone. It was it was acting up for some reason. Hey, uh, I know mine needs an update, so um, restarting always helps. Yeah. I want to thank you for doing this interview. We talked last time, and uh, shortly after our interview, uh, you had heard some bad news. Um, yeah. Which was Josh Stevens passing away at the, at the age of 27. Um, one, one of my students at ICB, your classmate, um, and, and you guys met at ICB, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And um, what are some things that you really liked about Josh? Well, you know, Josh was more like my little brother, man, than a friend. You know, he actually was my little brother. I, um, I, I guess one of the things I liked about him was that he he was he was original. He he didn't try to put on no fronts. You know, he he cared about people. He was there if you needed him. You know, and if you didn't need him, he he always had a open heart. You know, for somebody to do music. You know, you would think like you know he was kind of arrogant. He wasn't at all. He was he was a really down to earth person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some so so much that sometimes I you know I was kind of upset at him for being so down to earth and understanding with people. You know, like, hey, you got to toughen up a little bit. But you know, he saw the good in people. So he did. He was really passionate. I found that one thing that I always noticed was he was always writing. He was never afraid to push himself and get out there and, and rap in front of somebody he had just met. Um, and then also willing to take criticism after he would be done uh, going through some of his writing. What, you know, really, what did you think about that? You don't hear that all the time. A lot of people have egos where they don't really care what you thought about it, but he always wanted to improve. Um, you know, and then sometimes he would ask me certain things beforehand, you know, like preparation questions. So, um, Really, always on it as a student. He, he um, had an inter interesting way of, of writing. I thought there was a lot of words that a lot of other rappers don't usually use, and I mentioned that um, recently. But um, what will you miss the most? Not having Josh around. Well, I, what I miss most is not having my brother, man. I mean, music was one thing. You know, we did a lot of music together. We were actually, you know, about to work on some new stuff. You know, he came over my house just about every day, you know. And um, just having my little brother around, being able to talk to him, you know, being able to give him advice. You know, when you talk about his lyrical content, you know, that's one thing that we always, you know, had, you know, conversations about because he was a very lyrical person. He was... He, he, he didn't settle. He didn't want to mumble rap. He didn't want to, you know, join the latest fad or nothing. He always wanted to be, you know, a lyricist. And that's what he was. And, you know, I missed that drive that he gave me because he would write songs, you know, and I would, you know, hear him and then I'd write harder. He'd hear what I wrote. And he, you know, a lot of times want to write, rewrite what he did. It was, you know, we worked off of each other. You know, we built off each other. We taught each other a lot, you know, and I just miss, I miss that friendship, that bond we had. You know? Well, my thoughts on it, I'm a, um, 
pretty empathetic person and I think about what he would have gone through. I've talked to you about this and what his, you know, last moments were without being too somber. I just reflect on that and I wonder, um, well, you know, it aggravates me that he was so good that he should have gotten his time in in the limelight. I wish that he um, was heard more um, and, and I hope that he will be heard in the future more. Because us as artists, that's the one thing that we kind of leave with the world is, is our uh, our thoughts, our innermost, uh, I, I don't want to say secrets, but I want to say um, we put ourselves all the way out there 100%. When we, and, he, and, and, and he did that like, like we're talking here. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I, I, I think about a lot of artists out there that have even lived longer lives and still never got heard and their talent was immense full. So, um, yeah, my next question would be talk to me about that graduation video that you guys did. Um, because I know you released that and I hadn't seen it for a really long time when you posted it. So that was awesome. But my one question about it is did, was it played at the graduation at ICB? Yeah, it actually was at our, at our graduation. It was, it was played, which, you know, it was kind of like, you know, that was his idea is he wanted to write a song called graduation, you know, because, you know, he wanted to be, he wanted to succeed at, at school. You know what I'm saying? He already saw the future for him. And, you know, when we wrote that song, you know, he already, you know, he came to me, he already had the idea. He already had the hook. And he was like, man, you know, do you want to get on a song with me? And I'm like, yeah. And when he spit the hook, you know, I was listening to it. I listened to the music. I'm like, okay. So, you know, he actually had almost his whole parts done before I even touched it. He, like I said, he had the hook. He was already probably three-fourths finished with his verse. So, you know, I had to, by the time he let me hear it, you know, it was basically I'm playing, you know, wrap up. You know, he wanted me to end the song. And um, I didn't know at the time we did it that it was going to, you know, be one of those songs that you can play you know, that will end up being played at, you know, ICB graduations now. You know, it's it's kind of like, wait a minute, I think, yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, I always wanted to make songs that are timeless, you know. I, I, I always want to make a hit, you know, that's how I write a lot of times. But graduation was one of those songs that I really didn't know would have a real meaning after we did it, you know, because it not only was one of the best songs that we did together, you know, it, like I said, at the end of our, us going to school, they actually played it. And I think they might still play it sometimes now, you know, I'm not sure. But it's like, you know, he, he had the vision to do that. You know, he had that vision to think ahead to give the world something and give, you know, our fellow classmates something, you know, because everybody that we graduated with, you know, basically that song got played for them, you know, while we were up there, you know, when they were up there. So it's like, you know, it wasn't just for us, it was for everybody. So Yeah, we're, and we're talking about um, Josh Stevens, a.k.a. Nightmare, who had passed away uh, three weeks, two, three weeks ago, um, Josh Stevens. 
ICB graduate. I wasn't sure about that video being played or not because I was there, but it's been a while. And I, when I watched it again, I was like, man, there's some um, language in this. So I, I don't remember it. I don't know. I'm surprised that it was that passed went through. But typically with the way that that goes, if it's good enough, even though there's maybe some swearing that it's, it's going to go through. Um, but oh, well, they can play the swearing parts. You know, they, they mainly play the hook, you know what I'm saying, and the clean okay. parts of it. But, I mean, just to have that, you know, like, you know, it, it, it meant something. Because, you know, it, it was at the graduation, it was our parents there, you know, stuff right. like that. So it's like, you know, we're not only graduating, but we're a part of the event, you know. Right. So it's like... It's kind of coming back to me now. A lot of people are standing. Mostly the people in the back were standing, but there was a lot of audience participation when that video was played. And the way that those graduation videos are played, those people who don't know, is there are clips of different students throughout that year or that um, that semester that people are graduating and shining a little bit of a light on the best moments of, of their college career. So uh, shout out to ICB for, for doing that. Um, the really, really good stuff. And I... I think that even you mentioned that that video um, had more meaning after it was done. I think that it has even more meaning now, particularly because yeah. some of the things that Josh had said in that um, video. So if you guys uh, want to check on YouTube and uh, I believe, is it called the graduation song? Is that correct? Yeah. The graduation official music video. Okay, cool. And I haven't mentioned this, but um, this is a picture of you with Josh Stevens there. Um, yeah and Freddie May, and talk to me about the other two guys here. Oh, one, one on the other side of me is Eric. He's a few guys, you know, guys that I knew from before that I, before I went to school. Yeah, right there. Uh, before I went to school at ICB, you know, just guys I was doing music with. And once I, you know, started going to ICB, I pulled them in, let them see what I was doing, you know, helped them on a couple of music projects and stuff like that. Yeah, and he went down you to know, Atlanta, and, and he I think he got some recognition, I believe, correct, on one of the video games? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I think yeah. it might have been a GTA. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. So um, I'm also in this picture, but you can't see me. I'm all the way to the left over here. Um, yeah, I see you. Yeah, you see me? Oh, yeah, no, I'm right here. I'm right, I'm right on the corner here. Let's see. Right there, yeah. that's it. Yep. So um, there's there's yeah. Josh Stevens right behind me. Yeah, it's a great picture. That's in Studio A, ICB. Um, some solid history right there. Right. You don't realize how much fun you're having sometimes in the moment, and then that moment's gone, and then you look back at it and you think, well, I was maybe unhappy about this, or I was struggling with something that was going on at that time in my life. But it, uh, overall, you, you kind of forget some of that, and then you regret not living that moment in fuller. Do you, do you ever have that feeling? Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I mean, I miss those days so much, man. It's like, you know, you, I wish I could go back. I wish it wouldn't have went so quick. It didn't seem quick when I was going. Right. That's what I'm but, saying. You know, now it's like, time's you know, funny like you that. Look back and it's like, wow, you know, all the, you know, all the friends, man, all the experiences, all the, time in the studio you know it's just your family yeah my basically yeah family that's that's exactly it it is my family you know 
everybody there is like family. As an instructor, you know, it's, it's, you're on a journey with students, and and you follow them through the end. And that journey isn't over after you graduate, and we're seeing that right now. But if if you if you wanted to, um, and I, I I really miss working there. I was, I'll tell you, okay, I was super broken hearted when I, I got let go from that place. Um, there was some relief because of some of the things I was going through there, but it, it, it wasn't as much as the, the heartbreak that I had. Um, right. and, I mean, and then on top of that, um, you know, having a, a position where I wanted to be in the career in the field in Dayton, Ohio, um, because with that as an instructor, not only are you, um, gaining prospects and you're, and you're helping people, but you're building a community that you love that has to do with music and production and video and audio engineering. Um, you know, something real special there. So, um, I'll, I'll be done talking about ICB here, but, um, what have you been doing lately to motivate yourself? I know you've been writing. Well, really just, I'm more of a self, self motivated person. I'm, I'm more of a, um, you know, I use anything that, you know, I'm going through, you know, is motivation for me. Like Josh, my little brother dying, you know, it motivated me. To, you know, it let me see that no matter the age we at, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So everything that we need to do, we need to get done. You know, we need to work, you know, and that that motivated me, motivated me to get back, you know, and write a lot of new stuff. You know, I, I kind of force myself to write sometimes, if that makes any sense, just, you know, to get the juices flowing. It's, you know, certain things that, you know, sometimes it might be, you know, just taking a walk or, you know, thinking about something I'm going through or, you know, thinking about world events. I, I try to draw motivation from everywhere. You know, anything that's possible that can affect my mind state, you know, I want to write about it. I want to talk about it, you know. And, and that's kind of where it is like right now, you know, with everything going on, you know, uh, still a pandemic going on, but stuff opening back up, you know, I'm kind of, you know, in that mode where I'm like, okay, it's, you know, the juices are flowing because, you know, we're all going through something, you know, racially, you know, physically, you know, every, every, we're going through something, everybody. So it's like, you know, now, now my juices are like really flowing, so it's kind of helping me out, you know. Yeah, there's a change. There's every once in a while, you know, it seems like every 30, 40 years, there's a serious change in uh, the country, the society, and, and, and we're at that now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I say put the foot forward and, and progress. Do you listen to music or are you just writing without the music a lot of the times? Because my assumption would be that you're, you're sometimes writing without music and just, and just, is, is that, is that the case? Yeah. A lot of times I, um, now I'm one of those guys, like if I hear a track that I like, I can write to it. But most times I'll write, you know, dry because you know, kind of if when I just have that clear space in my head and I can, you know, be there with no sound. I know it's kind of weird, but no sound is kind of sound to me. You know what I'm saying? If you get what I mean, like when I'm writing, yeah. like I really don't 
It's a flow. I guess most yeah, most of the time I write without without music. You know, it might sound a little weird. I'm writing to the music that I want to, but I write without the music because I need the silence to help me, you know. That music can influence you and, and maybe even take you off course. That's that was that's my feel on it. That's my yeah. take. So you're not listening to any music right now other than just working or are you listening to other artists? Um, I listen to everything. You know, a lot of you know, I'm a I'm a songwriter at heart, so it's like, you know, listening to other people is always, you know, beneficial to me because, you know, different writing styles and stuff. But as far as like, am I just listening to a specific artist? No. You know, it's like if, if I hear Pandora or the radio or something on my phone, you know, I'll tune in, but I don't have a favorite artist right now. I'm not you know, specifically stuck on one genre of music. If today I might listen to classical music. Tomorrow I might listen to country. Right. It all depends, you know what I'm saying? But when it's time to write, all of that has to get tuned out, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, for entertainment purposes, yeah, but when I'm in business mode, I got to kind of cut everything off, you know? Yeah. I need to take that advice because I've been listening to jazz, country, um, you know, like uh, hip hop right now, I'm listening to is Tribe Called Quest. I'm listening to that a lot. The, there's one that I really like, Excursions, is is a, is a great track that I just can't get enough of and listen to over and over again. Um, but you know, like I was listening to um, classical. I always listen to classical in the car. That's what that's what Sarah likes to listen to in the car. It's it's you know yeah. it helps you relax. And so sometimes I fight that. Sometimes I'm like, man, I just need to hear something, you know, hard right now. I need, I need something to give me some energy. Um, but I do listen to a lot of music and I get harassed for playing my phone all the time. And, and sometimes I'm, when that happens, there's no need to write because it's already, there's already a, a hole being filled. There's already, there's, there's already something happening. So, uh, I think I might, cut it off because I've got some writing to do for my next album myself. So I'm, I'm taking that advice. Um, where are you currently in the production phase of your music? You had sent me something recently that your nephew made. I really liked it. Did you do that freestyle on the spot or was that something that was written? Uh, that was more of, it was kind of both. You know, I was working on a song, actually trying to get Josh to work on a song with him. If you listen to it all the way through, I'm talking to him at the end of the song. You know, okay, yeah, was, I thought so. You know, so. So it was like we were putting something together. You know, we weren't in the studio. We were actually at my sister's house, and we were putting something together. And, you know, my nephew made the track, and I kind of I scratched out the first verse, so I'm waiting on Josh to, you know, write his verse. And the story goes... You know, if you listen to it at the end, I'm saying, you know, what I thought he was writing, he was killing zombies or something. Well, you know, like that was his process. A lot of times you would think like he's he's paying attention or he's not paying attention, you know, when he is. Uh -huh. So, you know, that particular moment, you know, he's playing the game on his phone. But the whole time he's playing the game on his phone, the music is playing in the background. Right. And you can see, you know, if you were there, you would have saw him, you know, listening to my verse, bobbing his head, and, you know, getting into his mode. You know, I know what his process was. So, you know, it's kind of making fun of him at the end of it. But no, it was awesome. I, know it, I, think it was, I thought it was hilarious. You know, 
the finished version was a lot better. We just never had a chance to record it. But yeah, he was. It was. It was like you know we always kind of went through that, and then there were times where, you know, he'd be like, "Man, let's do a song," and you like, "All right, we're gonna write to it." And he like, "Oh, I already got my verse done." You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, one moment you think he's not paying attention, the next moment you got to play catch up to him. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was. It was fun, you know. That always kept me on my toes. Do you have that verse still that of that he wrote? For that Actually, team? I don't. That's we never got a chance to record it. Okay, uh, I wish I did. Yeah. What was the last thing that you did with him? Um, we did a song called "Solid Gold." Okay. That we um actually we performed at the Dayton Music Showcase, the last one that we did. Yep. I'm yeah, that's that music showcase, okay. and um, I'll post it's that. Still a copy of, I still have a copy of it at the studio that I went to. I just gotta um, go grab it. I'm gonna do a little tweak into it and put it out. But yeah, we that was one of the last songs we did. Besides what we, we were trying to work on, you know, when he would come over to the house, you know, we had um, these sessions called lyrical practice where we would go through. You know, they were freestyle sessions, but they were exactly what the title says, lyrical practice, where we go over, you know, styles, you know, stanza, rhyme patterns and stuff, you know, you know, different words and stuff. And we were we always did that. Every chance we, we got, you know, it's like sometimes you'd be like, Man, you need to record that shit. You know, you can't freestyle all day, but that that was just it was lyrical practice to make sure that, you know, we were on top of our game, you know, iron sharp sharpens iron. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you know, we did that every time we got together, really. Are you writing a lot right now? Are you, you're, you're, it sounds like you're organizing a lot of music. Yeah, for the most part. I'm, uh, I, I, I kind of write, tend to write every day. Every single thing I write isn't, you know, down on paper. You know, sometimes it might just be a line or two or a hook or a, or a certain saying, certain phrase. You know, you're a songwriter yourself, so you know sometimes the songs seem to write themselves. You know, it's like you don't have to put in as much effort. So it's like, you know, a lot some songs I write, I actually write them in my head before they hit the paper of my phone, and I have them mostly memorized before. You know, I write them down. You know, I'm sure you go through that, like you know, a little bit. That's the, that's the biggie method, is what that is. He was really good. Yeah, with half, that. half the song is done before you touch the paper. You know what I'm saying? I I kind of, I'm one of those guys that does that a lot, you know. Yeah, I will listen to the song that I'm working on. I usually do work with music of, of, of what I have already laid out and all the instrumentals. But uh, I'll get like the first two or three words of each line that'll come to me. And then I'll have to sometimes piece it together. Or sometimes they call it speaking in tongues where I'll mumble the melody or the flow. And then sometimes words kind of creep out from that. But I, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm the best writer. Um, I think I have a lot to work on there. Uh, but uh, that, oh, you're a great writer, dude. Thanks, man. It's, you know, some some things I, I wish that I was better at. There, there. Everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. I think where I could come in more is telling telling more stories, being more of a storyteller, because you need to have that. Um, you know, you hear that a lot with Tribe Called Quest. Actually, one of the reasons I've really been listening to them because I like what they do. I, I like the, their approach. Um, 
Here's a good question for you. How can we, the music artists, gain popularity or gain more popularity? We've talked about this in the last interview, but I wanted to follow up with you on it um, because I, I think that you know you you might have some answers to this. Well, I think I think for the most part we have to stop looking at the industry as the standard. You know, we we have to set the standard. You know. My only real problem with a lot of our artists is that we tend to hear music from outside and we copycat. Mm -hmm. You know, we think, you know, we think, hey, there, you know, we're from Dayton, Ohio, or we're we're from such place in Ohio, and you know, we hear these songs on the radio and we see these artists on the internet, and you know, it's like we come from a fan point of view, and you know, I'm not saying you can't listen to these artists and you know you know want to be like them but when you're from Dayton Ohio and you're trying to sound like the music that's down south you know we're not being a rich you know we're not being you know what we're capable of this this is a birth place you know what I'm saying for music and this is a you know if a lot of people did research, you know, they would know a lot of the songs that you've heard in hip hop, you know, that have these great samples in them. A lot of that music comes from here, you know. And I think that if we go back to striving to be original and setting the standard, we'll get more notoriety because we'll stick out because we're being ourselves. You know, there's, there's a, a million rappers out there. There's only one little Wayne, there, but there's a million rappers out there that try to sound like him. There's a million rappers that try to sound like Future or Little Baby or, you know, a lot of other guys out there. We need the person that sounds like they self from Ohio. We need the person that sounds like, you know, their self. We need our voice. We don't need to, you know, jump on the bandwagon. We need our voice. And I think that that's where, you know, more exposure, you know, more, more videos. I would like to see more videos from local artists, you know, more song content, because a lot of times, I, like, you know, I, I keep going back to that. I think we try to copycat what we hear because we automatically assume if we hear it, you know, on the Internet, on the radio, that, you know, these people are famous, that they've got it made. And, but we don't, I don't think we take the time to consider that, you know, their sound, you know, is their sound. That's what separates. And when we don't do that, you know, Ohio has a sound all its own. Dayton has a sound all its own, you know. Cleveland has a sound all its own. Cincinnati has a sound all its own. That's different from anything out here. And that's what I think we need to push a whole lot more. You know what I'm saying? Our sound, our music, you know, let the world know what it is. You know, don't be afraid to be different. You know, that's that's what built the industry. People bringing their different opinions and their different styles and vibes and then other people seeing it and saying, hey, I can identify with that. You know what I'm saying? Or that's different. I like it. Everybody's not going to like everything you do out here. You know what I'm saying? But I would rather hear an artist being original than, and, you know, to end up in auto-tune all day, you know, trying to sound like what he thinks the people want to hear. You know, 
I think Jay-Z said it best, you know, in an interview a long time ago that, you know, rappers, they they kind of scared to talk about what they want to talk about because they're they trying to fit the industry, you know what I'm saying, instead of being themselves. He didn't say it like that, but the gist of what he was saying was, you know, that point, like, you know, artists, you know, they're more worried about, you know, trying to please the crowd than being artists, you know. Nobody told, to me, nobody, like, you know, I said this to Josh all the time, and he was one of the people that I can say honestly embodied this for me, you know. Nobody told Picasso how or what to paint. You know, he painted it, and then people appreciated it. Right. And, you know, that's that's where I feel that we have to come from. That will help us greatly. If we put out the music and the vibes and the styles that are originally from us, and then let people appreciate it instead of trying to cater to what we think they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't get me wrong. People are going to go and hear songs they could dance to and identify with, you know, songs that tug on their emotions. But do they want to hear the same style of music that they're already getting? Do they want to hear a Dayton artist, you know, like he's from Atlanta or he's, he's from New York? Or do, do they want to hear an Ohio artist, you know, a Midwest artist, you know? Yeah. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm striving myself on. That's what I want. You know, for our artists here, you know, be yourself. You know, you're great. Be yourself. Let the world hear you. You feel me? Did you hear that, Dayton? Be original. Did you hear that, Dayton? Be original. Yeah. I think... You know, we the birthplace, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. And it goes into a lot of, you know, what Seattle Sound did. I, I taught about that with... Um, the grunge scene they created their own sound record labels came in and swarmed the place because it was something new it was different and they needs to be known for its originality and that goes across I think all genres is what you're saying correct? all genres yeah yeah do you think it's important uh, time right now for music? oh yeah everybody you know music is music now is kind of our Best friend. I mean, you got to think there's people that's been in the house under quarantine for months, you know, and all they have is a, you know, they TV, they phone, you know, at times no friends, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I actually have a friend right now.
tell me, um, tell me about your nephew. He can make some sick beats. Is he also an artist? How old is he? Hey, we're having some connection issues. I'm going to go ahead and call you right back, um, and then I'm going to ask you to wrap something for me.